Okay, hello and welcome to the first episode of the Peace Take. Did I say that correctly? Peace yep. Take. So I've realised Johnny's just reading my notes. Loud like, and clear. <laughs> he's wanted to read the script, so I've now turned the brightness down on yeah, my laptop. Good. Very, yeah, yeah, that is a really good catch. Um, I am here with uh, current Commonwealth Games champion and former world champion on the tandem. It is Mr. Lewis Stewart. Hey. Hi, Lewis. Um, and also we have Mr. Johnny Mitchell, a retired track sprinter and professional track coach, having worked with the Danish team pursuit team. You've double written team there. Yes, it's, it's, it's as a team pursuit team. team. I thought this wasn't the event. Is, is a team pursuit a thing? as the team? Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Legit. Um, and then you've got me, who's completely ignorant to. Yeah, who everything. are you? And who are you, Jimmy? Who are you, by the way? I'm Jimmy. I'm the uh, mysterious producer. Um, yeah, we have a producer. This is a professional podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. This must be real. <laughs> Absolutely. This is actually. Happening. We're more reputable now yeah. that you know we have a podcast producer. Yeah, this this will be on the new. Bio. What about your Palmares in the podcast world, Jimmy? By what my Palmares? Yeah. What's that? It's a cycling world for cycling word for a result. Yeah. Is it actually? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all French. Your that? accolades it means we bring class to the sport. Yeah, there's a lot of French, French. in the sport actually of track cycling. Interesting. Beast. That's French. Track. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Quote zero. Yeah. Quote desert. Yeah, it's a bit that attaches the velodrome to the the floor basically. Yeah, for someone who. All these facts that you're commissaire. Commissaire. Yeah. So why is that? It's French in it. I don't know. Okay, Did they sure. create track cycling? They'll claim to. Maybe that's an episode for the future. Yeah. History of track yeah. cycling. Maybe we should know more before I know we started this. I'll get my documentary voice ready for that one. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, mm. So first of all, why did you create this podcast? What yeah, I mean, so uh, as you may or may not know, me and Johnny are two very opinionated people mm-hmm. who think we know everything about track cycling. And, you know, there's a gap in the market in terms of there's a lot of, not a lot of entertaining content in the world of track cycling. And we pride ourselves on being... Entertaining, like deeply entertaining. Oh, exactly. So, yeah. so you know, and and that, that's kind of what gave birth to the whole idea. We were kind of sitting there, we're like, why does it not exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give people a chance to sit back, buckle in, and listen to track cycling. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, let let's just do it. Excellent. What's stopping us? And what kind of things do you have planned? Yeah, I guess um, looking at a bit of analysis, some of the races that are going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to bring some interviews with some of the top riders, some of the top staff, top support staff, and coaches that are in the sport of track cycling. Um, and then also just, I guess, from our experience, so much of track cycling is kind of coloured by the stories, by the shenanigans, by the nuggets that of people that you meet along the way. Um, and yeah, we really just want to bring that out and show beyond a little bit, beyond the results. And then also look a little bit at the future of the sport. So that. whether that's equipment, whether that's how the training develops, how the cultures develop, how the, yeah, the sport is going to advance in the next few years. Excellent. Done through nuggets. Yeah, that could be the slogan. Yeah. <laughs> the peace steak yeah. <laughs> done through nuggets okay so we're joined by Matthew Richardson the current team sprint men's world champion two time Commonwealth Games gold medalist the winner of the track champions league for 2022 and the winner of the most recent edition of the Nations Cup out in Jakarta so Matty Richo welcome to the peace steak how are you doing good good thank you for having me thank you for having me yeah, um, yeah well that's quite quite the intro quite yeah. the intro you're quite the man <laughs> Um, yeah, so you, you're, just, oh. <laughs> you're you are joining us from Australia. So if there's any audio issues, um, we'll blame the globe. Um, <laughs> how how was Jakarta? Good trip. Uh, for me, it was pretty average actually. Like I struggled, I struggled with well, the travel wasn't that good to start it off with. Like I flew from Perth. Like people think ah, for the Australians, like it's so close, but there is no direct flights from where where we are. So people from Adelaide had to go to um, fly to Sydney. And then Sydney to Jakarta, which is already a seven and a half hour flight. So it ends up being not that good. And then obviously, I mean, everyone can relate who was there, but the food was was shocking no matter what hotel you're at. Like it was just rice and omelette yeah. for breakfast every old, day, uh, which which is like the first day you're like, eh, not too bad. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, was there by the last day, you're just completely Ill? over it. Like, there's anyone in Jakarta that Sorry? was now? Because I feel like every Instagram post, everyone was caveating the results with the fact that their their gut was, like, exploding. <laughs> yeah. The only person that was okay was Ali Fielding because the man survives on purely McDonald's, which is the least consistent <laughs> in Jakarta. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, Lee got pretty sick after Team Sprint, which was lucky. I just had, like, a really upset stomach. Like, before Sprint Qual, I had a gel for breakfast, and that was it. And basically, <laughs> was just running on empty the whole day. So, it, it started off good. It was a cool place interesting culture and that sort of thing but by the end like i had mcdonald's for dinner four nights in a row because that was the only thing that um that i could get down so yeah, yeah. 
Apart from were you grateful for the B days? For the for the for, you know the B day the we uh, the we water uh, bumskusher. What is that? Wait, did, never, what, you what, didn't use it. Did you not use that? He went to Tokyo as well. In Tokyo, you yeah. know, like the little it cleans your bum without the toilet paper. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. I did give that a little squirt. Didn't, didn't, wasn't a fan of that. Really, not, not, not really into that sort of thing, Mitch. What? <laughs> a clean, clean bum. Toilet paper, you know. So it just. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I just, 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 just because you go to that, you go to that part of the world. I did a, a wee trip in Delhi last summer, and I think I swear that like uh, the BD actually ended up dry, drying out my arsehole <laughs> rather than uh, you know, because yeah. Anyway, that, I can't believe that we've started a podcast on uh, the subject of my wet arsehole. Uh, hey, you brought it up. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but um, it's how it's going to go with this podcast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, to be fair, start as you mean to go on. Um, you guys won team sprint. I think the Dutch had a wee bit of an incident, and in the uh, obviously, I, I think you were probably a bit busy at the time, so you didn't really see it. But any any insight for what happened there? Yeah, so I'll give my perspective because I was super confused. Like I've obviously finished third round of the day, so I'm pretty blind. <laughs> I can barely even see the scoreboard. And then I, I noticed that like their time stopped. So I like have a look across the track. Can't see Jeffrey at all. My instant thought is he's caught us. So I'm like looking <laughs> That's for the Tom nut, the to see where part. Tom is. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not unreasonable for that man. So I was like, where is Jeffrey? Couldn't see him. And then I'm obviously like, fuck it. Like I'm so cooked. I'm just going to put my head down and try and recover. And then the announcer's like, oh, Australia get the silver and I was like what he's coming on <laughs> <laughs> and then I come in and I'm just being sick in the bag and then I see Lee doing the interview and I'm like we won he's <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I was like, and then um I heard Medi say uh Jeffrey got a puncture so yeah um and then obviously watched it back and you could see like his his rear wheel getting pretty squirrely so yeah he just um he had a bit of a slow leak it wasn't like a full kabang but yeah, it was yeah. um it was down down sub 100 psi i think by the end so that is obviously not ideal for a 100 kilo man going 80k an hour around the track <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> as you can imagine that's yeah. probably probably the the least ideal person to ever get a get a puncture on his bike yes well that's a man who's forgotten about the existence of luca cecchi the old uh, the old italian boy who was eating like 120 kilos <laughs> You know I was gonna him? say like as in a tandem, like me and Bolly had a, like a rear blowout, and that's like you know a good four hundred kilos, and we were Tokyo drifting all the way around <laughs> Manchester. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. So, so I guess I guess any any kind of insight from the rest of the weekend and uh, Jakarta, anything stand out to you from your, your own performance? The, the um, other Aussies, Cornish had a bit of a difficult one in the Kieran. Yeah, yeah. The Kieran was the Kieran was crazy. The Kieran was crazy. It was like. People weren't getting relegated when they probably should have been relegated, and then people getting relegated probably shouldn't have been relegated, and it was just, it was chaos, man. It was chaos. Jeffrey wasn't happy. Um, I think I have, a, I have a pretty funny photo of him um, just flipping off the comms at the end, which was, which was funny. I don't know if you guys said it. It's just straight, straight middle finger, like as I'm coming across the line, just straight to the comms. Um, said it to him. It's funny because he's like, ha, ah, yes. and then he's like yes yes my coach my coach thought it was funny and i was like bro if i did that i'm cancelled like i showed crampo at the airport and he's like do not ever do that he's like you are done (laughs) just funny how it works in different teams like he's just like haha yes this is funny sorry so for context our our listeners matt uh matt is coached by matt crampton who formerly of the great britain cycling team's old teammate the nicest man on the planet yeah and uh, also junior, junior academy coach for was British junior academy coach for a couple for years. years yeah. yeah, European Kieran champion. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to list his palmares. I, I, I think the the other issue of us having a podcast, I have a memory of an elephant, so I could pretty much tell you a lot of the most his qualifying results. times. His last like twenty two hundred meter qualifying yeah. times. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, no, it, it, it seems like a pretty crazy weekend. Just just across the board from the Kieran's. Even even just the, even just seeing the, like the way some of the Asian nations have stepped up as well, particularly Japan. Oh, yeah. You know they were they were really on it. Yeah. What did you make of Ota Retro? So Kaya Ota, who came second, second in the men's sprint. Yeah, pretty good. Um, he was. We knew he was coming through pretty well because he went and raced um, some cat once. I think it was in, in New, New Zealand. Zealand. So he went nine five in in Cambridge, mm. and I was like, dang. Um, so yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're. Cranberry seems to think maybe like coming into the World Cups with like decent form, 
to try and just rake up like good good points yeah um and then sort of reset for worlds so no, it'd be interesting to see how the form carries on through the World Cups and then obviously into into Worlds later in the year. Maybe they aren't doing any sort of taper and they are just yeah. going to be absolutely flying at Worlds. So, yeah, we'll see. But that, that team, team sprint's coming along as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah team sprint's no. doing, doing pretty good pretty good as well. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was interesting I mean, to see. The same thing was happening pre, um, pre-Tokyo. Like, their team sprint was winning World Cups and all sorts of stuff. And then this quad night that Worlds and... They were out. That was it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, and then yeah. w- women's side as well. Pretty, pretty strong right from the German team sprint, women's team mm. sprint team. You know, any, you know much any, about that, Richard? Any insight into that, my friend? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit into the first lap, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for, for context, yeah. any listeners, uh, Matthew Richardson's girlfriend, Pauline Grabosch, is the starter of the women's team, team sprint team, Team Pursuit team. I'd love I would to see that. hate to see that. So, if there's one team sprint team that might be able to stay on, the German, yeah. Oh, sorry, team pursuit team. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, true. Yeah. Any, any, anything? Any other parts from you guys? Because you obviously you're pretty disappointed in the sprint, or pretty happy. Obviously, second at Worlds. Look, the sprint was. I mean, yeah. Like, like I said at the start, like I just couldn't eat anymore. So Kieran Day, like it was borderline at the end of Kieran Day, whether or not. Like I saw the Crampo, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I should race sprint to be honest, because. I just haven't eaten anything. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it was like legs felt all right. I mean, I did six Kieran's that day, which was a bit grim, but um, it was yeah, sub, sub ideal. But um, yeah, it was borderline whether I was going to do it or not and kind of just pulled myself together the next morning and was just like, look, let's try and consume as many gels as possible, which was one. And then, and then get, get out on the track and do a flying 200. And uh, yeah, I basically like, wound up way too slow because i just to be honest couldn't be fucked and um yeah just crossed my way through a nine six and then um and then, I wish I could do and that. then came up against harry in the in the quarters which i was pretty happy with how i raced still that was three tenths three yeah. three tenths of a difference yeah, between yeah, us which is the biggest um which is the biggest that we've ever had and um or oh, in the last recent times mm. where we've been racing each other well um and still took it down to a dead heat in the second one so um yeah that boards well for yeah I, I i was pretty i was pretty happy with how how i raced tactically obviously i wanted to make it through to the through the finals to race some of the other guys um but i mean i gained a bit of experience i've never raced landall before yeah. um i hadn't raced uh, the japanese fella in a sprint um so yeah, it's just, it's just still still good loadings, got yeah. enough points. No, so I'm still yeah, I'm, definitely definitely disappointing, but obviously it is what it is. I am uh, I am still just kind of gently enjoying that you're like yeah, my gut health is not great. So what I'll do is I'll just have a gel for breakfast. I can't <laughs> That's going to solve all the problems. Yeah, yeah, I'll just insert caffeine in a <laughs> semi fluid form, and that will just uh, make so me a bit more solid. I mean, like that'll block up the old pipes. <laughs> Wow, that's a sick well, I, time I guess it's better than, than nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, no, I no, no, absolutely. Um, you yeah. know what I was thinking? How do we feel about the uh, quarterfinal Kieran's? Because I am violently against it. How did you find it racing at Ritual? Like the quarterfinal Kieran's and then like the reps? It was grim. Like, I, fe- I oh, there was just so many starters. Like, Japan had three trade teams or something. So <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> and in the Kieran as well, and you're like, oh man. Um, and it's interesting, like, oh, yeah, so, okay, I'll answer your question. I'm not a fan. Like, I prefer just be more cutthroat and you're just like, oh, you're out. Okay, good. Um, whereas I was just kept getting, like, reeled back in for another Kieran and it was just like, ah. <laughs> oh. But it's 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 crazy because uh, the Japanese riders, like, have obviously come, come from, like, Japanese Kieran, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them. I don't know the history of all of them, but I'm guessing most of them, that's, their background for generalization obviously we'll in japanese we'll go with it we'll go with it mate <laughs> yeah obviously japanese gear and there's obviously less rules yeah. around bumping and charging and that was clear they have the same mindset in these kirins so like mm. i was like trying to push out and i can't remember which which japanese rider it was but he just basically just full shoulder charged me or they were like <laughs> riding outside the red or ducking down on the blue band and like all sorts of stuff so it was absolute chaos but man they were quick like the again they all have 
they all have names that I don't know how to pronounce and remember and all that sort of stuff. But they, um, one of them uh, went 9-7 in my first round of Kieran. And I was like, what is this? And then that same guy went 9-8 and he's flying 200. And I was like, <laughs> how is that even possible? Because <laughs> I got on the front with like a lap to go, like moving. And I was on like 9-8 pace in the first round of the Kieran. I was like, this has got me through. He comes steamrolling <laughs> past with the race on his wheel. And I was like, what has yeah. happened here? And then same thing. Every Kieran that day was like 9-7. Nine eight, nine seven. To, to be fair, like, the, the Malaysians ridiculous. The Malaysians are really like that. You know, you'll see like Shah, yeah, do like a like a nine eight off the black, and then he does a flying turn. It's like come yeah. on, <laughs> um, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But yeah, so it was a very interesting day. Um, yeah, the Japanese are sketchy. In but in in their mind, it's like. Oh yeah, no, no, I just like touched him. Yeah, but for me, it's like, oh my god, I was crashed. <laughs> yeah, it's just another day in the office for them, isn't it? They're yeah. probably going easy on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just tickling yeah. you, mate. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah. that was mid learning. So yeah, um, just uh, yeah, crazy day. Yeah, crazy day. So I guess, I guess, just, just um, obviously, you're kind of when in the build up to World Champs this year. We've obviously got them in Glasgow. A little shout out to twenty twenty three. Um, so, so what, what is the rest of the year kind of looking like for you then? Obviously you, you're, you're not doing Cairo, I believe. The nation's no, so we're not doing Cairo. I fly to, uh, Nationals and Oceanas tomorrow that are in Brisbane. So it kind of clashes with, with that little two week race block. Obviously, um, Cairo would be good points, but Oceanas is also good points. And given there's only two nations, it's basically just three points. Um, yeah. and then, um, and then we go to Milton. Um, so we'll race Milton two weeks after that, uh, which will be the last World Cup or Nations Cup. And um, and then it's just basically build for for the 16 weeks that are that are after. Are you coming? Because obviously last year, uh, for anyone doesn't anyone who doesn't know, which is probably the fastest <laughs> yeah, majority say everyone. of our, of our listenership. <laughs> so uh, Matthew, Matthew, why, wow, on our podcast, I'm now calling you Matthew. What's your middle name, Matthew? <laughs> My middle name is George. Wow. Well, so so George uh, Richardson here. No, so uh, Matty lived with uh, <laughs> me and Lewis in the same flat, but not at the same time um, last year, being based in Glasgow for a few months. Um, mm. So are you planning to come back to Europe? Are you going to give us a wee visit? Or you... Yeah, so I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do four weeks in uh, Germany for obvious reasons after Milton. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be it. That'll be my Europe stint this year. <sighs> and then we'll come... I think our pre-Worlds camp is in Portugal, I think like two weeks out from Worlds. So that'd be good to get over to Europe and acclimatize and get jet lag free and all that sort of stuff. But look, Glasgow was really good. To be honest with you, it was like, I mean, there's a solid reason I went there was me. (laughs) It's it's like, yeah, it was Lewis Stewart. The reason, no. I I did also say me at the same time. (laughs) I don't know what the the mic won. Won the battle there. I'll I'll I'll, I'll change that in the edits. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, I feel like Scottish cycling has like a really high performance environment. Like they have gym, gym coach. I mean, lacking a sort of real overall coach. I think I'm not sure Ryan maybe still feeling that role at the moment. Uh, yeah, no, no. So um, Ryan Lakewood has now moved into the uh, Scottish cycling sprint coach role, exclusive on the podcast. <laughs> um okay good for him that's good yeah. man with the biggest cars in the world um exceptional cars and exceptional cars uh but it's like a really high performance environment with like barely any athletes mm. you know what i mean like there's it's not like all the other hubs in the world where it's like ah oh, but the dutch train here ah oh, but the german team train here you know what i mean it's like limited track time all, all those sort of things that go with being in a place where a main team is so it was a really good place to sort of utilize like you guys have got like really good split system like video system and all that sort of stuff the gate starts like it's it's super I, super I, sick environment I love how um, came nice track here. i love how matt has came on here and it's and it's a really big compliment he's given it but always kind of backhanded as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah you got an amazing system <laughs> No riders, <laughs> they're all shit. <laughs> no one use it. Nah, nah, I'm nah, taking this personally because at that time nah, I was out nah, on those training sessions. Nah, with this, them. Is a, this is Lewis Stewart, who is a member of the Scottish Cycling <laughs> Performance Program. <laughs> I remember being terrified to do starts next to Matt because obviously he would be. I was like, yeah. well, I'm just not going to do that. 
I mean, uh, so so <laughs> I guess for uh, for I I also for context, I also run a a, a track club that's based in Glasgow and I should also say that you actually ruined a lot of my coaching for at least about like five weeks because every single rider was trying to start like retro after you'd gone oh. you know so so because because you do just have such a distinctive start style and and you and, and uh you know and you are just so like happy to share your information so you're like yeah yeah try this try this, try this. as he's like there's like, there's like guy there's guys who can't even like control a bike getting into a track stand and they're just trying to like plow their shoulders about like 10 meters over the bars like yeah you've ruined us mate you ruined it and i was in korea i was in korea for six weeks i come back you know and like one of our guys like face plants you know like <laughs> nah i'll pay dividends in the end i just gonna keep persevering with it <laughs> yeah, they, might, they might lose a tooth but you know they'll <laughs> It's the price yeah. of gold. It'll be worth it in the end. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, I, th- I think you are right. It's, it's. I think so often within our performance systems, we always think it's the big fancy magic toys and tools and all the rest of it, which makes a performance system. But as you say, it's like if you've got staff out there, you've got, you know, a building, you've got a, a track, you know, a velodrome that has a gym and you have a motorbike. You don't really need much more, you know, like there's a lot of, but it's, of it's not, systems. it's not just that as well. It's, it's everyone there is willing to help mm. you know what i mean it was like like so good sort of environment like mm. the coaches you guys like you're like yeah come live with me like that's fine ryan's like yeah come to the gym no problem like come do track this is our times like it was just sick you know what i mean there was no one that was like ah nah can't do that for you yeah you know what i mean and obviously being solo on the other side of the world trying to train for the world championships like I'm going to rely on, on help. You know what I mean? Like, it's just impossible to, to fund and do things like completely by myself for such an important event. So it's, it was, yeah, it was phenomenal. I mean, you you did a, you did one. So we, we had a, we had a Wednesday night Kieran session that, that Matt just had, (laughs) had a, I think we had what, about like six or so, just kind of amateur sprint guys just doing some Kieran's and Rachel decides to jump in. One by a bit of straight. I think. Uh, I think that we'll on our Instagram at, at the Peace Take Podcast. Is it at the Peace Take Podcast? Our Instagram uh, handle at the Peace Take. At the Peace Take. I should know this. You really should know this. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do social media at some point. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll upload the video from that onto the Peace Take. Yeah. I mean, you can see that Richard goes and he shuts it down with about a lap to go. Still finishes at least two laps up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you've uh, lost I think some I was scars. on my flying two hundred gear from that session. It was like a hundred and. Or like overgeared start session or something. I was on like 150 or something. <laughs> but I, just, I just leave that on. <laughs> see what, uh, see what, see what transpires here. Yeah. So, so I guess, uh, yeah. Having having been in Glasgow for for a bit of training, are you excited for the worlds this year? Yeah. 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 It's good. I still need to figure out the flying 200 line. Some people say it's early. Some people say it's late. I have no idea what it is. I was running like a pretty early line. Mm. I thought that was pretty good. But other that, I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. for worlds. He's like, yeah, I'm just excited for the flying 200 yeah. line, not the racing. You know, <laughs> it actually goes like nine. Well, it's like, and he's it's, like, oh, it's, just, line, right? it's just a weird track. <laughs> it's just a weird track to do a flying 200 on it. The line is just so late. Like, I don't understand why the the start finish line is so late as well. Like, if they just brought the start finish line just a little bit back down the straight, the flying 200 meter line could be at a normal point in the corner rather than 18 kilometers round. That, like, that, it's just that was actually Chris Hoy that decided <laughs> that one. You don't know that, Richard. That was I his retract personal choice. Um, <laughs> everything that I just said. I'm sure he's I listening. Love where the line is. I, I love where the line Chris is. Hoy. Please. Sir Chris Hoy. Your please, idol. Please forgive me, Chris. <laughs> please forgive me, Chris. I love where the line is. Actually, it's. <laughs> <Daddy> Chris. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he'll probably tune in for about five minutes and then tune in. He wouldn't have survived this long into the podcast. No chance. I love that we've, already, we, we've, we've only been dipped our toe in the podcast and we've already been cancelled by Chris Hoy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Like, I think it's, I, I it's going to be a good world. I think that's just the main thing for me is figuring out the flying 200. Other than that, it's just going to be a pretty, pretty normal track. So you... I, I do love that track at the Black Line. I think it's. I think it's a really quick track, yeah. cool venue. I guess, I guess, I, I mean, that's maybe an interesting one to kind of come in on is uh, how. So, how do you find? Obviously, one of the big facets of being a being a top level international track sprinter, you know, is you go to say like Jakarta, you ride. You know, I assume you maybe rode what two or f- two to five flying efforts before you're flying two hundred on the day. How do you, how do you kind of adapt for that? As you, um, you know, being able to go so to normally a new track on, a, on it. 
yeah so normally for me uh we'll do like yeah like, you said, like a couple flyers in a session prior to the race and then on the day i'll do another like flying entry as a bit of like warm-up so i get like two or three in which is pretty good jakarta was an interesting one because um it's basically the exact same as brisbane so okay. it was built very similar time so jakarta was built for the 2018 asian games brisbane was built for 2018 com games and it's basically the exact same like the stands look the same the infield looks the same it's just red instead of blue so once we figure that out <laughs> we we're like oh, okay there's not really any need to do much for mill here like we've ridden yeah. brisbane a lot so oh. that was a big win for us um but normally tracks it does take a while and even even doing your flying 200 on the day you're still still trying to figure it out yeah if you haven't if you've never ridden that track before i guess um, but there's you... only so much you can do you don't want to cook yourself by doing yeah exactly 15 flying 200s so do, do you guys do much kind of an analysis of the track like in terms of you have staff member to do that or is that you just a bit of a, a bit of you know feeling nah. from you the coaches having a look at it yeah we basically would just ride it and then come in and debrief as a team like what we thought and the other people's thoughts and um is there an early line is it a late line you know when's the best point to stand up like is it yeah, is it yeah. um a hard track to ride at the fence with big transitions or is it does it flow nicely all that sort of stuff so um really like you can analyze all you want but no one's going to have a better feel than than the riders so um, yeah, it's pretty much just on us i mean i mainly just remember because when glasgow first opened we had a world cup in glasgow it was like november 2012 and this is obviously like i, I was just kind of coming through like junior ranks and this was obviously this after london 2012 and, it, and everyone this one gb yeah. like the pomp and everyone's like wow these guys know exactly what they're doing and i remember was <laughs> like you know they have a sign like, it's almost like it's almost like these like hushed conspiratorial tones <laughs> and they're like you know <laughs> GB have a scientist who comes in and works out the exact line that the riders need to follow. And it's a mathematician from yeah. Oxford University. Yeah, 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 legit. It was almost as if they had someone who'd like map out like a line. You know, you like I've never done a flight simulator, but I imagine a flight simulator works. You know, like there's this trajectory that Jason Kenny follows. And I, I remember, like, you know, growing up on that, I'm like, wow, you know, all the marginal gain stuff. Yeah. And then you get in GB and it's like, it's just, you know, it's just Kev or Justin or someone just going, ah, oh, it's just, it's just that, mate. I just got in there, someone there, like, it's not that deep. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's just qualifying. And yeah, I guess, uh, I, I guess actually from, from an Aussie perspective, because uh, Glasgow is also the first like multidisciplinary worlds. Um, and I know for yep. some federations that's causing a few problems because say for instance, like, uh, I mean, I won't name the federations, but they might only name, they might only have like one mechanic that they employ full time and then uh, they get to worlds and it's like <laughs> roads, track, mountain bike, BMX, everything at once. And this one mechanic's like, shit. Um, so is, is that kind of, do you know of any issues that, you guys all kind of sorted with that from the Aussie perspective or? Oh, I don't really know anything about it, but I'm going to say probably not. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I, like, I've never thought about that. But then when you said, it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that does sound like that's yeah. probably going to happen. So I don't know. Like, I think we'll probably outsource extra mechanics, I guess, for, yeah. for that situation. Well, um, every bike shop in Glasgow getting around. Yeah, well, 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 I mean, it does bring us on to nicely that, uh, you know, myself and Lewis, uh, do, you know, do you recommend anyone that you know in Glasgow? Yeah. You know, there's Anthony Young in the clubs and masseuse. Like, you know, any <laughs> recommendation from a high-level track sprinter? <laughs> Not that I'm getting anything here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, I can make some recommendations if, you're, <laughs> if we're struggling coming into the event. I, I know a couple people. In Glasgow, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, imagine it's not us. <laughs> yeah, it's just something else gets a call. Put something advert for like someone else. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But no, um, I, I reckon I reckon we have it covered. We're pretty good on logistics, that sort of thing. Yeah. So um I can I now see <laughs> yes, how much yeah, of, opportunity gone. Uh, of yeah. a nightmare it, it may be. So yeah yeah we'll see we'll see how we go looks like we're gonna have to just podcast live from the stands like, what have you bought <laughs> we're tickets? outside the velodrome yeah. through the window <laughs> i'll be up in the gym on the treadmills so so for for context there's uh in in the sir chrisoy velodrome they've actually got a gym that's in the central atrium that the windows look onto the uh onto the track yeah so, uh, so if you're looking for a cheap tr ticket to one of the <laughs> evening sessions it's like five pound one use of the gym you're gonna have to run on the treadmill yeah but you got a good view Imagine, yeah, like you finally get to sprint, finally get too excited, deck it in the train. Anyway, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get off tangent. No, so, so I get, I guess, because another part of what we want to do with this uh, podcast is we want to also chat about 
not just the the riders and the racing, but even like the structure of the sport. And obviously, something you really rode last year had well had a great deal of success. You won it. Um, was the Champs League? Um, over you know your overall winner of the men's sprint series, the Track Champions League. And yeah, how, so from your point of view, how was that? Obviously, fun. Yeah, it was pretty sick. It was pretty sick. Um, I didn't really know what to expect coming in, other than it was going to be pretty hard. It's got like pretty tight turnarounds between Kieran's and and sprints and that sort of thing. Um, hadn't done three up sprints before, so that was also going to be good learning because obviously at the at the Olympics reps are three ups and stuff like that. So do they still have um, reps? That's actually at the Olympics? yeah, yeah. What? I remember I lined up for the sprint, <clears throat> and I didn't know. And then all of a sudden I'm in a three up and have no idea what to do (laughs) and just got absolutely pumped and was like, what is this? Like, I haven't been preparing for this. Um, Yeah. So Champ League is actually good learning. Oh, there is actually a legitimate. Oh, yeah. Never. I never thought that. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't know that. Yeah. I I feel like I shouldn't have a podcast about track cycling. (laughs) Yeah, so we're now going to hand over the reins of the, the piece take to Matt Richardson as the host. And uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I, know, I, hadn't, I had not actually thought of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, so that's pretty sick. And yeah, how did how did you handle the tight turnarounds? Even as you said earlier in Jakarta, you know, you're a man who loves a bin. Um, you know, <laughs> were they oh, supplied? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I christened a lot of bins. <laughs> yeah. I christened a lot of bins. It was bad. Like there was times where I'd come in and I'd be absolutely fine, and then two seconds later not fine at all and it was actually got to the point where i needed to locate the bin before racing started because there wasn't that many around <laughs> being pretty pretty good little inside venue you obviously don't want bins everywhere um i obviously do but for the vomit <laughs> but then it got to the point where i'm sure a lot of people saw i mean actually actually i don't know if a lot of people did see the kieran final second last day so in london i won that all right, and I yeah, brag. We get it, mate. We already told. We already said that you won the whole yeah. league, mate. Yeah, and we know you're I'm good. just putting into context the effort that went into that. Race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I first time in my life vomited on the. Oh, what's the flat concrete park called? Is apron, that the apron? Or is the blue band yeah. Apron, or safety zone. Depends. Yeah, the, the sa- no one was safe. Was <laughs> <everywhere>. <laughs> Not that day. And it was. It was. It was grim. I could feel it coming, and I was like, "This is not good." What What did you had for lunch? Like, like kind of energy dro- gels, or yeah, the, I was say, <laughs> yeah, it's the low caffeine gels <laughs> on the old Jakarta. There gel would have been there, some like... gels in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Gels in there somewhere. A bit of chicken, maybe a bit of rice. But like, I full like dry heave, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna make it." I'm gonna make it. And then I've like gone, kind of done the old like hold it in your mouth, sprays mm. it out the side. <laughs> that wasn't good. Went on my skin suit. Then half a lap later, the mechanics are like trying to catch me, like all seven of them or whatever. Then there's like camera crew as well. And I'm like, I can feel it coming. Like it's oh. it's wrenching in my stomach. And I just make it around them. And then it's just full spew like out the side. And I can just hear the crowd go like, ooh. <laughs> and then instantly they just turn all the lights off, put something on the screen to distract everybody. And like the mop crew comes out and they're just like. Repel <laughs> from the and ceiling. Get it all up. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love that because like the Champs League, you know, one of the big concepts about it is like getting the racing through quickly, you know, so it's like race to race, you know, it's to a tight TV schedule. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's just like they really they have this like action team ready. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the Navy, yeah. Navy SEALs of the cleaning world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I came in and no one, like none of the, the staff knew what, what was going on. And I was like, I, like, I need something to throw up into. Like, and I was just on my hands and knees, just on the floor, just like trying not to vomit on the carpet and then a bag comes flying in and it was Pauline because she obviously knew what I'm like so she was just like here's a bag got it and just emptied myself into that bag and then the next day they all had the little <laughs> the little, okay. The little... Okay. we gotta keep it PG we gotta keep it PG <laughs> Rachel that's not acceptable mate come on come on come on now come on now you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about <laughs> Oh, this is not going to make the edit. Yeah, I know. It's like yeah, Pauline comes over and I empty myself. So <laughs> <laughs> like kids listen to this. It's actually track cycle. That's great. Uh, I, I still think we're on with it. <laughs> oh, never meet your heroes. Never yeah. meet your heroes on podcasts. Oh. And then, yeah, so the next day they, they all had bags ready. And that was... Good. And, and they only discovered that, that by the last round that you needed a bag on hand at all times. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. every you, like, like every staff member at the at the exit had like a bag with them. So whoever I came into contact with first was was ready to supply me with with the bag. I mean, you are a remarkable puker. I mean, like it's it's one of mm. there's many traits I admire about you, mate. But it is you, you like it's just it's the commitment to no matter what every occasion he finds a way to vomit. Mm. Like and, and and it's not like you know like we, we've all seen athletes so it's a bit of a kind of show pony you know like they'll be walking you're like, themselves oh, I've to tried the bin. hard look at me yeah like. yeah yeah like they're walking to the bin you're like well you, you're either running or you're crawling like there's there's no middle ground with that sort of thing you know whereas you're every time it's like yeah like I think my one of my favorite things it was because you won worlds uh, team sprint in Paris and uh, yeah it's, it's just the interview afterwards and you know and, and I know and you know. All power to short guys, but like you know, like you're already a bit shorter than your teammates, and they are just propping you up. You know, it's like a kind of weekend at Bernie's sketch, you know, like they're carrying this dead body around and they ask, they're asking you questions. You can see you're just like, Rah! it was funny because it was like, I just come off the track and they're like, presentations like now, and I was like, mm-hmm. not gonna happen. I've just got off the track, like, I can't move, like, I didn't, I didn't spew, but I just could not move, like, I was just in bits. and then we get over there and they're like, yeah, now we're going to do interviews. And I'm like, I could have been on the rollers not doing this. There's already three of them. Like, I don't need to be here. And they're just asking like the most basic questions that have been answered by my facial expression already. Like, they're like, <laughs> oh, like h- how hard was that? Yeah, tough one, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh, hard. Like, that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Like, it was just like, why am I here? Like, yeah. standing up trying to i almost fell through the thing because i like lost a bit of balance like, yeah hey! i do i do love that then, yeah because because it's also like when you're in that pit there are no even normally there are no words i could muster to like describe just how deep you can go in that sort of effort but especially when you have absolutely zero cognitive function yeah. you have zero bodily function you know matt has just emptied himself into <laughs> you know bin bag <laughs> because i was thinking you know like at the kilo at commies ritual See if you'd if you'd podiumed, oh. would you have been able to make the podium, like physically? <laughs> yeah, you reckon so? Because I had like, I had my mum text yeah. me like, "Can you go check on Ritual?" I'm like, "It's not my job." Man. I was like, "There's paramedics here." I was like, "What am I gonna do?" She's like, "I'm really I'm really concerned for him." I'm like, "Well, yeah, he, he's, he is. He looks sort of deceased. It's not my job." Oh, uh, also, so we a was, quick shout out to Wendy. All- you know that 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 woman, no matter what, she's just the heart of gold and will concern for anyone. Because because yeah. living with Lewis, it's just it's like there'll be a I've cycling event. Her. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a I, cycling I've never event met her until like I don't know three months later in the flat. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so funny. Yeah, like like. But like, that was that was that was like a really different sort of pain. Like that was that was nothing I'd experienced before in my life. It was so much pain. That I almost didn't feel anything. Like I came in, don't you tell me, mate, and was like in enough pain to not even like need a grimace. Like I was just like, oh. and I remember the the stairs afterwards. I didn't even attempt to walk down them. I just floated down them with two people. Like my my ankles were just limp. Like I was like just uh, down the stairs, and and didn't even try to get myself to the floor. I was like, you guys are gonna lay me down, basically, and just I don't just, have the energy to fall. I just. When, when you've done a yeah, 60 kilo down. drops, and, you can just crowd surf. <laughs> I'm that yeah, good. <laughs> it literally felt like that because I, I, that wasn't planned either. Like I wasn't like, you guys are going to have to lay me down. I was like, I'm falling. If I slam on the floor, that that's just how it is. But people caught me and rested my head on a towel and, and I just laid there. And then I, I was watching Tom do his kilo on my hands and knees <laughs> and saw that I was up the whole way until the last, very last, very last split. Like I still four tenths up with half a lap to go. And then I was down by 0.08 or something. <laughs> and then the, the vomit just started flowing. Um, and that was it. That was it. Okay, and then I was, yeah, knew morning. that probably Nicholas and Matt were gonna, gonna outdo me. And that was me off the podium. But um, no, nah, for me, for me, that was just a fun little charade anyway. So yeah, <laughs> didn't but sound all that I had fun. a bit of fun. Sorry, we, we did get a bit sidetracked, I guess on, uh, on Champs League. Cause it, it was just a few things were quite, you know, we, we've I think we've discovered the uh, the Matt Richardson vomit train is uh, is is always <laughs> leaving the station in any race. But yeah, I guess I guess there's one thing we wanted to kind of see your perspective on is what just just the overall kind of because you've watched the Champs League the year before. Um, you know, we know and knowing you, you're a massive fan because I think you just love watching any race. 
Never yeah. met a man who just loves it more than Ritual. Just loves the sport. I, I, I think. I think just for context, <laughs> that when Matt first came to Europe, uh, the main thing he was excited about was like, I won't have to stay up and watch the racing. <laughs> I can just. I can just go to. I can watch the racing and go to bed, because it's. It's not a. It's not a consideration in his mind that he would just record it and, yeah. and sleep. Yeah. That he would. I watch it live three a.m. I don't care. It was like same thing. Same same thing with um British track nationals that just went. <laughs> um. Like I was like, yes, and we were like watching it. Like I was watching it pretty late, and I'd wake up and it'd be the first thing that I put on when the um when the replay was up. I was just like watched all of it pretty much. Um, it's pretty good. Watched the men's sprint. That was pretty exciting, exciting race. Yeah, what um, there? <laughs> was I, I? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching. It's good. We can't we can't start roasting Jack Harlan already in this podcast. No, we, exactly. We yeah. Forty minutes in, we need to at least get him as a guest first. So, uh, Jack, if you're listening, I thought you were exceptional so far this season. I I thought he raced very well. I yeah. thought he raced very well. Yeah, yeah. Especially Jakarta. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Champs League. Um, yeah. So so what? I guess what do you think of the overall format then? Have man watched it competing? It like I guess is really do good. Think, yeah. Good production. Yeah, yeah, re- really good. Yeah, it seems like they really know what they're doing. Um, I like, yeah, obviously watched it at home the first time and thought it was really sick. Like it was just the graphics and kind of the the show that they put on around it, but it not being like a six day. You know what I mean? Like it's legitimate racing. Mm. Like it's 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 like I can't stress that enough. I've got a few questions of people being like, ah, oh, so like how fixed was it? Yeah, I was like. Because it was kind of poetic <laughs> like, how the men's like happened. Yeah. So like, because even I was sitting there, I was like, this is seeming a bit too good to be true how this is finishing. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. This is poetry. <laughs> but yeah, so n- not fixed at all for anyone, for anyone wondering. wondering. Um, you would say yeah, that I, though, I wouldn't you? <laughs> you would say that. <laughs> but but I mean, I think I think the thing is, we I all, would. We, <laughs> we all know with the sex days, it's like you you already get your contract in advance. Yeah. You know, so whereas yeah. whereas the champs league, I think what was it about a thousand euros for the win each each race? Well, each race, uh, but each 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 race, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's an overall as well. Yeah, yeah. So plus um, a bit of start money and that sort of thing. Yeah. So Matt Richardson also going to be sponsoring the podcast, um, the Peace Take. So I should get a brand <laughs> name in um, with this Champs League money, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, no. It seems it seems like a pretty sick as well. Just and I guess I guess for from your point of view, obviously, I think was that the first time you'd consistently or even ever really beaten Harry Love Racing. <laughs> have anyone had consistently been Harry? No, I mean, I mean, Nico, like Nicholas Paul, took out, took him out, at, uh, took him out, <laughs> assassinated him at Cali. <laughs> but you know, the, the the Nations Cup in Cali last year, obviously Harry maybe wasn't on the best form, but Nico obviously took some rides. You know, so I think that was pretty strong. So how is how is that from your point of view? Obviously, Harry is what eleven time world champion. Yeah. Two, yeah, no, two, two Olympic golds. Yeah, just ninety-six time yeah. European champ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nearly as many as K. Archibald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, like, like Harry is obviously a bit of a generation-defining athlete. You know, so from yeah. from your point of view, how was that to take? Yeah, to take. Yeah, him to, put him to bed. It was pretty. It was pretty surreal. Like I was saying in interviews and that sort of thing at the time. Like I was just stoked to like be up there with him. You know what I mean? Like he was someone who, like. I get uh, not really coming through like I was already elite and at the top level, but it was like, I mean, you guys probably know exactly what I'm talking about when you're like, holy shit, like yeah. this guy is phenomenal. You know, and you're like, he is like one of the greatest cyclists I've ever seen. Mm. Like it was like, yeah, I mean, we have you insane, that with you, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> the whole time in class, I'm like, wow, why do I even bother cycling? Yeah. Like I'm never going to be able to get that good. I'm just walking topless through the flat like, oh God. Yes. <laughs> That was a jealousy, not like an arousal. Oh, but, um, yeah, yeah. Both. yeah, yeah. yeah. At this stage, mate. At this stage, he was just someone who was like really, oh, like I don't know what the word is. Just like, just so incredible to see doing things like that and just absolutely pumping everyone he ever comes up against yeah. and just winning everything always consistently every time every race he enters wins 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 wins. And it's like you just don't really see that. You know what I mean? People win some stuff here, some stuff there. Maybe not super consistent. Sometimes I have a bad day. It's like he like, never has a bad day. Yeah. And even if he has a bad day, he still wins. And it was just, it's just crazy to then a few years later be up there, like pushing him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like for me, I was just stoked to be close. Yeah. Um. And then obviously, as the series went on, it got got, got closer and closer and became less of, less of a surprise sort of, 
um like why excitement to be up there close with him it was like right like i'm gonna try and beat him tonight you know what i mean like i need i need to beat him to be to be leading it and that sort of thing so and the, was, the mindset was, uh, quickly shifted i guess how how if you if you don't want me asking that how did he kind of respond to that was there you know i assume you get you guys get on pretty well or is it did it hurt do you think it hurt yeah I think so. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it would. Think, you know, if, um, if you're so so used to just yeah, like every I mean, race, like every race he goes to, it's track records. Yeah, you know, like outdoors nine five, like you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I don't want to speak for him, but like, like he said, like it's going to be um, no one. I mean, no one wants to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we we don't put this much effort into to lose. Like we we all want to win. We all want to be the best we can. So, but I think I think he probably wasn't the happiest um i think a couple rides like there was the one in um uh second round in berlin i think it was where i've done the old sneaky sausage underneath um <laughs> classic the sneaky sausage we've all done it we've all yeah. been there that's the main reason i got into track cycle <laughs> mate <laughs> nine years old oh that's chris sorry deploying the sneaky sausage <laughs> what is that phrase <laughs> is that trademark do you have like copyrighted what is the sausage <laughs> Sneaky sausage. I'll rephrase. I'll, I'll rephrase. No, no, that I don't one. want no, you to rephrase. I just want to know what the sneaky not, sausage is. That sneaky sausage from us. Man. <laughs> yeah, so I've done. I've done the sneaky sausage underneath, and um, and he wasn't. He wasn't stoked with that one. You still haven't uh, told us what it is. Was, <laughs> still don't know what what? Tell us what the sneaky sausage to Harry Lafrace is. Huh? Where did you stick it to him? How did what? you pull off the move? Did you go inside of the middle? <laughs> This isn't gonna make it either, is it? It's gonna have to. We've got no content <laughs> left. What? Man, just tell us what the fuck is. This condensation, this glass. This has got out of control. Just, just bloody tell us what sneaky sauce just made, please. All right, so I've gone up the track mm-hmm. and done the slippery snake up the knee. And. Gone underneath. Obviously, everyone knows with a lap to go, that's that's pretty much game over. Um, he resets, take height, and I boot it. But yeah, after that, he wasn't he wasn't super happy. Let's yeah. just say that. Like I think when when an opponent doesn't shake your hand after a race, you know they're probably not not in the happiest mood. Um, so yeah, that was that was uh, I think a bit of a bit of fire for him to sort of try and come back with and. I mean, it showed like he pumped me in every other sprint after that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. uh, that pretty much pretty much it. No, fair. Um, so I guess I guess then from your point of view, like the Champs League, pretty obviously a pretty new concept as well. Like, do you, so would you would you say from that from the experience of riding it, winning it, would you would you kind of maybe say that's like the future of the sports? You know, obviously a lot of the PR, the kind of noise around it from obviously the UCI, which is in their interest to do, but you know, a lot of people being be paid to promote it. Sorry, sound like a pure like conspiracist. You know the the mainstream media, the the paid pharmaceuticals, you know, big track cycling. You know, <laughs> like, but you know, like like obviously a lot of the noises coming out have always been. It has to be. We're all passionate advocates of the sport. But would you would you say from your point of view, it is the future? Would you say it is the the big you know the big thing that's coming through, or the way to grow yeah. the sport? Yeah, I think I think definitely. I just think like. The production of the event how many people it reaches like it just seems like it it should just keep taking off and taking off um i'd like to see them make like documentary out of it obviously they had that back on track the first year i'm not sure if they're doing that that for last season um but did i think like that's sort of the man. way it can it can <laughs> go they did the full huh? documentary series but matt just wasn't involved <laughs> yeah you don't watch it mate yeah <laughs> yeah we were in it like it's called the Harold of racing show um yeah so I think it's it's a really good event. I think it's somewhere that the sport needed to go for a, for a while. I think mm. you know, um, I think Chris said in one of his interviews that like it would have been cool to have when he was around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think it's something that all track cyclists, um, future and and past that. Do you think they, um, um, there's like any other events they should put in? Because personally, I would love to just see like randomized team sprints, just like on the night you're given three people on your team and you just have to send it. Yeah, I do like that idea. I've I've had another idea of just tandems. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Just not a, able body what, like, tandems. Like put put what like 
you or you know Jayan Sathowitz with uh, what Yakovlev, you know the big as really did, you know, yeah. just like just to see the just, saddle height just differences, run you know, like yeah, because yeah. I feel I feel like the people they'd be like, there's there's two people on that bike going 80k an hour, you know the, what I mean? Like would it would just be a yeah, little, there's not you would need cool one of our BC bikes, like the UK size, to be even have a chance of that being a success <laughs> yeah, yeah, mechanically. It would, just, it would like yeah. <laughs> But people do love tandem sprinting. That's what I've learned from my career is that people oh, love it because it it's like one of the best events in cycling. Yeah, and we do need yeah. we need to do Richo and Harry on a tandem together just to I don't know maybe the universe like rips just like and that's the end. Maybe that's the next big bang. <laughs> it's when Richo <laughs> and Harry go for a tandem sprint. The bike breaks. And the universe just explodes. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I mean, it is, it is like I guess from your point of view, you find your kind of profile. Really, did it make a big difference to you? Even obviously, kind of social media reach, or you know, just just because it seems like a lot of people knew that you won it. You know, maybe more than worlds, or did it? How did that kind of match up? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I think there was a lot more. Um, wouldn't know what the word is, but sort of yeah, like you said, a lot more people knew kind of what was going on at Champs League than at the World Championships. Like I think it was like, oh, you got second at the World Championship. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? But it was like mm. this big event that was kind of gaining a lot of traction. And I was winning races in it. People were like, oh, like, what is going on over here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think um, definitely it being like the same race, the same format, like every weekend just really starts to build build the traction. If I had one at the start of the year, one at the middle of the year, one at the end of the year, kind of how the racing is at yeah, the moment, yeah. it doesn't really build that that sort of traction. Obviously, the riders in the sport know, you know, mm. who's done what at the World Cups and then, then the pressure builds for Worlds and all that sort of thing. But yeah. if you're not, if you're not, uh, or if you're on the outside of the sport, kind of yeah. looking in you're kind of like who what is going yeah, on and that's who's aimed you know, at, isn't F1, it? it's, it's like, like every weekend or every other weekend and it builds yeah yeah builds the suspense all the way to the end like if f1 was three at the start of the year and then a big old race at the end no one would care mm. Mm. i guess i guess then the uh the only thing i'd say from almost kind of being a coach is like i'd look at that and go that is you know imagine even your coaches and even as some of the riders you can see maybe withdrawing it's like a year out from olympics two years out from Olympics in this year's case but well, last year's but this year's maybe a year out from Olympics and getting that level of engagement from riders I mean that does mean you know how did you balance kind of training around that or just life as well it's it's hard to get I mean it's normally last year it was a few weeks after Worlds so that's kind of when you start your we call it general prep in Australia, but like, you know, you go back into the gym and start lifting more volume, Sorry, maybe to I'll, a bit I'll, more size, that, that sort of that's thing. Where, that's where Jack Carlin goes on like, you know, a bevy trip to like Benidorm <laughs> with his dad or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're like general prep. That's, that's general prep for him though. Yeah, you're, you're back doing crits. Like Jackson Magaluf on the strip. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's hard. It's hard for us because I want to get back in the gym and like build some solid size and all that sort of stuff. But I'm kind of limited to sort of two gym sessions a week. So I kind of do what I do, but you obviously want to race with good legs on the weekend. So you're not going to just squat to failure on Thursday and race on a Saturday. So yeah. you kind of try and maintain maybe some similar exercises that you had leading into Worlds um, and just keep keep banging those out for a few weeks through Champs League and just try, try and, yeah, just consistently do do a few gym sessions every week and and i was doing one track session because i treat the other track session as the race mm. um well the, the the race is the other track session i should say um and that was basically it and then four weeks later you're, you're on the plane home and hopefully in, in not too bad a form to just begin the prep for the next season so it's a little bit disruptive but i think the learning the learning that you get from the racing is just yeah. so crucial um, i suppose because you've and, got yeah consistent even keep from a kieran point of view you know you didn't want two kieran's in a yeah. night yeah, you know, and then even, you get the two ups against. So you get here's race Harry multiple times over like yeah, yeah, four weeks, yeah. which is like invaluable experience when it yeah. comes to like something like the Olympics. Yeah, and, and but even even really yeah. from a Kieran point of view, even from a fatigue actually, yeah, you make, make a point from a fatigue standpoint. You know, now Nations Cups, Worlds, and even maybe Olympics have quarterfinals in the Kieran. That does that back up, you know, back to back racing. Just actually being able to go into a Kieran when you're still breathing out your arse. Like, you know, yeah. it's funny because I guess from uh, outs outsider, I think sometimes people just look at the event purely as a, and almost as a vacuum. You know, they just see what yeah. is Champs League when they watch it, when actually the other parts of what it means. Obviously, from an endurance standpoint, it's a little different because doing 20 lap, 20 lap scratch races and eliminations, a bit more difficult to justify. But they've obviously this year, they added in, is that a points race? Yeah, points afternoon? race before it starts or something, yeah. No, I think, I, yeah, I guess from, from my point of view, I always thought it's a, 
something they can build and something can develop. Yeah. They really obviously want to make it work. Like, and they are, because yeah. it was even a lot better this year than it was last year, just from a spectator's perspective. Yeah. And um, like I much, oh. yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it this year compared to last. What, what was better about it? I you. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just my investment in Matthew Richardson. I guess I guess then really kind of the next thing we're just kind of chat about is uh, obviously we're now 15, 16 months out from Paris Olympics. <clears throat> obviously, you're probably coming in as one of the hot favourites, um, particularly in the men's sprint events. You, you guys, you've got your kind of team sprint current world champs between yourself, Tom Cornish, Lee Hoffman and Matthew Glatzer. How would you kind of rate your chances? If you were a betting man, what would you kind of say for uh, yeah, your chances coming into the team sprint? No, I'm going to say pretty high. I'm going to say pretty high. Obviously, we're current world champs. Um, obviously, things can change, but I think it'll largely depend on how many riders other teams can ride. I mean, the Dutch have four four guys in in Tokyo, and the amount of difference that that makes to to how good the legs are of the the third wheel in the final ride mm. is just ridiculous. So, I guess for people who who aren't familiar with the format of team sprint, it's probably one of the most brutal races in track cycling for the third man like it's basically this time third woman as well actually third rider in team sprint yes, now yes. Up to three. Th- third woman third woman as well yeah correct so um it's what well, 40 41 40 it's a thing how good you are 41 42 seconds of of full gas effort mm. three of them in like an hour and a half so it's like doing the 400 meter sprint on on a running track and then half an hour later going and doing it again yeah like the runners do uh, one race a day, yeah. you know, and we're out here doing yeah. doing three team sprints in an hour and a half. Like, yeah, so just... either the, the the format needs to change to make it a super fair competition or or you just need to bring as many riders as you can, basically. I mean, yeah. that showed at Worlds. We had four guys. Dutch had four at the Olympics and yeah. obviously didn't need four, but still brought them anyway and, and absolutely destroyed everyone. So I think, I think for this Olympics, depending how many we can get, not sure yet, but yeah, I'm I sure guess... with the Dutch not having team pursuit teams and that sort of thing that they can swindle an extra guy but um look i I think we've got a really strong team and i think even if they they try and do do something like that with four we can still we can still take them yeah i guess also uh you know imagine on maybe maybe not quite on your mind not that you're lying in bed thinking about it but you know we've got nicholas paul coming back into the fold a little bit on the individual sprint side he had a pretty bad crash and lead up to Mm. Worlds last year he had some pretty serious injuries some concussion I think broken collarbone as well um, so you know obviously he'll be coming back you've got yourself you've got Harry Jeffrey obviously Matt Glitzer was in the podium at Worlds and then obviously Japanese seem to be coming on you know so so I guess we you know well, and then actually you can, you can never really discount the French Jack and Jack and, and, and our dearest friends <laughs> who we believe in a lot. I should also add a feel I'm absolutely slap slamming Jack tonight. He is a consummate professional. He is actually like incredible rider, but you know, just just a caveat that there. What about Hamish Turnbull on Olympic kit? Hamish Turnbull, you know, yeah, I guess because yeah. because the other thing as well, obviously GB are quite well known to have Olympic kit coming into the games, um, which does give them an extra edge. Do you guys got anything that you think you can deploy <laughs> that you're gonna? Publicly announced today, yeah. just now on the podcast, the peace take exclusive. Because I was going to be like, "Oh, we're going to going to find the time in the team sprint," but he's not going to tell me that, is he? <laughs> Thing is, with the kit stuff, is it's like I think there was like obviously GB made a massive jump on the rest of the world in two thousand and eight. Like they basically just mm. came out and and won with kit. I mean, they were, like Chris was really good rider, obviously, um, and would probably still win. But the amount that he, he was just writing people off by was just ridiculous yeah and Lond- london it was and the, yeah that london and it was the same like it was just like london obviously i oh mean i'm not sure on the situation but home olympics i'm sure there's going to be a decent amount of funding and money flowing in for that so like the amount the amount of kit that kind of flowed out and even even into rio like yeah. it, that was still coming in like we were like oh yes we've got no pins number pockets for rio you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. still on the bts with normal with normal stems and you know what i mean like straight arms no one knew about fabric and all that sort of stuff like even like the stories that i've heard of our skin suits that were just like here's a medium here's a large like that's your skin suit so i think the sport you can see with with Vortec and and all the companies that now make off the shelf exceptional equipment Mm. I think the gap, the gap slowly closes. I mean, you saw in Tokyo, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't what it has been at the last Olympics. Like, the British team got beaten with their kit. You know what I mean? They still won a lot, and they still won the most, obviously. But some, some of the races that they won were Madison's, for example, mm. where there's a lot of tactics and external factors that come into play rather than the skin suit that you're in. But yeah, I think it just shows that the gap between 
the British and the rest of the world in terms of kit mm. is um, is definitely closing. Um, so I think the the gain from kit in Tokyo will be uh, sorry in um, in Paris will be the smallest that it's yeah, yeah. that it's ever been to, to other so nations for if, sure. If you were to call out what you think is the men's sprint podium for Paris Olympics right now. What's your, what, or, or even maybe not the order, but who you think will be on the podium? No nah, order, come on. Nah. Okay, all right, all right. I reckon who's on the podium. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, mm-hmm. Harry. Mm-hmm. Yourself, mate. We want to put yourself in there. I'll leave myself last. So, okay, or I've already announced it. So, <laughs> Harry, me, and Nicholas, I reckon, is the podium. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, so I guess obviously that's yeah, kind of sixteen months out. So what does what does the next year look? Obviously, you're coming to Europe after Milton Nations Cup, then a big build up to Worlds. Will you do Champs League again? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Confirmed. Definitely. Have you every confirmed year. with, have you confirmed with I them? I was gonna say, have you? Have you? Do you yes. count as qualifying yeah. if you won it last year, or do you yeah. still need to like yeah. get top five at Worlds? Yeah, I've already. I've already confirmed with them that i'll do it okay I was, I, was, I, was um, hoping, I was hoping this was an exclusive they know, haven't like, emailed me yet yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> um yeah so I, I guess then after after champs league will you guys be pretty much straight i imagine just everything fully building towards paris and how will that yeah have, have you guys yeah, got your plans kind yeah, of like it'll be settled in sorry you guys you know it's obviously kind of working under the tutelage of matthew crampton and lynn monroe is it and toby edwards is your snc at the moment yeah, so Toby's SNC. Lynn's actually moved into a different role. It's uh, oh yeah, not yeah. super familiar w- with what it is. It's like head of uh, communication and uh, yes, and culture connection or I don't know. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, some something like that, something like that. So she she still is involved in like the programming and that sort of stuff. Being being having a PhD in sports science, mm-hmm. so that's that's still um, really good. But it's, yeah, it's Matt who's mainly taken the the reins now and then yeah like you said toby the yeah. um toby the gym coach yeah head um, prep. No. he also has a phd so yeah he's shout um, out to tony toby not, <laughs> yeah shout, shout, shout out to tony <laughs> i don't know who he is but he's gonna appreciate tony if you're listening <laughs> yes. yeah there's actually a tony, tony who's really into track cycles going for heck like yeah, this guy's not looking out for me um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, and I think you can see, obviously, you guys got a really good team behind you. Um, and no, no, it'll be a pretty exciting next year, next year, really building up. The battle, the battle really is on between you, Netherlands, and uh, Nico. Apparently, not Jack, according to you, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> well. not going to be an issue. Yeah, well, I mean, it hasn't for retro for last year. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess. Okay, so I guess we're, we're going to probably look to wrap it up in the next few minutes, but. Um, one thing we've got is a little feature in our podcast. Just we're always interested to see from a rider's point of view, or even like a staff point of view, because you know the different people that we'll have on. Everyone has their own different insight. You know, everyone has their own riders that they that they love to see put together. So uh, for t- for our sprinters, we've got what would be your dream team sprint? It can include yourself, but um, yeah. Well, if if you could have yeah, any lineup of any riders in history. You know, even because again, you can this also is... look at the, the eras. You know, this rider at this race, and they were incredible. What would be Matthew Richardson's dream team sprint lineup? Okay, so obviously a question that track sprinters think about and have talked about in the past, like talk about it training at gym, whatever. Um, definitely something that's come up. Okay, so my ideal lineup is me back in one, mm-hmm. okay. Harry in two, Jeffrey in three. Creative. Know. Yeah, I know. You didn't no. think Lewis Stewart at 2017 Monte Carlo Junior Worlds? Yeah. That wasn't really a show. <laughs> you did beat us, so. I mean, I, 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 I generally think I, I would actually say Jamie Staffin won at Beijing Olympics. That guy went 17 1 in 2008. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, you actually think that performance, yeah. like, that's incredible. Maybe we take Rich out of the team then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry, mate. Yeah. It's it's interesting with the start lap though. Like I've gone back and looked at times, and they went. I can't remember the year, but they went seventeen oh seventy one for the first time. Like like you said, like two thousand eight, like yeah. years ago. Yeah, and it's just been the same the whole way through. Yeah. Obviously, a couple people have gone sub. Like Ethan went sub in in Rio. Um, Rene went sub. Yeah, but in Ag. I got Scarlett into and obviously Lee went sub at yeah. Worlds. So I mean, I think but other I... than that, like we're talking about half a tenth tenth That's since two thousand eight. 
it's crazy. No, the, I think I think the big part of that though is obviously the, the development in gears. You know, so say for instance, Jamie Stat. No, no disrespect to them, but you know they've been doing that on about anywhere. Imagine what ninety to ninety six inch gear. You know, maybe fifty fourteen that sort of range. Whereas now, what I imagine Hoffy was doing is sixty nine on. Can you reel the gear? But what about one hundred four? Because they are prioritizing I think it was delivery than that. speed, isn't it? I reckon, I reckon it was like 100, 101 or something. Okay, yeah, but you know, like like relatively for P one, that you know, just yeah. just the because uh, even P twos, P threes are in such bigger gears now. Yeah, that, yeah, you know sure. they need they need to get P two, P three on, but but no, it's, it's still. I mean, it's still crazy that you think yeah, how much the rest of the sports developed, and the starters still yeah. there or thereabouts. I think that's uh, probably all we have time for. I know our, uh, our recording studio closes in about twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, otherwise, generally, I think we could. Yeah, I'd almost love to do. Well, maybe we'll have to get you back on at some point, Matt. Yeah, when he's back in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah for sure. Nah, before you're back in Glasgow. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, every I, week. Every week. You know, if, if you if you, if you want to be on, if you want to be on to be to be fair, trying to book in people when it's uh, <laughs> working around Rachel's time zone as well. Anything you need to? Anyone you want to shout out? Obviously, is that a new sponsor we've seen on Instagram? Masashashi. Oh yeah, M- Musashi. Yeah, Musashi. Musashi. Hook, hooking me up with, with the good stuff, the whey protein, mm-hmm. the creatine. You know, do, do you have any discount codes you can offer? Yeah, like Ritual twenty five. Yeah, Ritual yeah, hundred for hundred percent discount. <laughs> Ritual thirty for thirty percent. That's off pretty good. That we have to awesome. look into that. It's all right. That do they deliver to the UK or is it Australian only company? No, I think they deliver worldwide. Worldwide, it's actually really good. Like, and it's not just like a sponsorship. Like, oh, Malaysia. they just give me protein. Like, I bought their protein. Like, that's who I went to anyway. Like, it was. It mm. tastes so good, man. It's just like chocolate milk. It's phenomenal. Ah, come on, really? You would say that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> convenient. Nah. It's convenient that you like it. <laughs> Yeah, but no, nah, it's awesome. good stuff. Anything good else? Stuff. Oh, actually, sorry, Matt Richardson also has a building and construction account. He's a he's yeah. a part time brickie <laughs> at uh, MGR Builds. Um, yeah, no, you can watch him repurpose tables, build pizza ovens, build pizza ovens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, genuinely, it's I would thoroughly recommend. Yeah, it's nice. If you're looking for oh, me, wow, satisfying afternoon on Instagram. What's, what's your What's your favorite post? What's your favorite thing I built? S- still, for me, was the iPhone charger. More so that than the than the camper van. Oh, absolutely, Just a little little yeah, but, uh, van's a van. You know, what I mean, you can uh, like if you're rich, you can buy you can buy a camper van. You know, what I mean, <laughs> if, if people I, have done it before. Yeah, if, if, if I've got a hundred grand, I could buy a, an alright camper van. I don't really know the market of camper vans, but you know, like, I can't build one a good camper van for a table. Grand. Yeah, a table which charges a phone. Anyway, wrap up yeah, yeah, we, we will wrap that up. Uh, thank you, Matthew Richardson, for appearing on the first episode of the of, uh, the Peace Stick, and uh, yeah. Hope to catch up soon, mate, and uh, good luck in your nationals and Oceanics. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to uh, hopefully being on in the future as well. Yeah, boy.